friends, and welcome to the Lean In Podcast. My name is Ellen Rank, and I am your host. I am a health and lifestyle coach obsessed with setting goals and making them happen. And I'm on a mission to learn everything I can about fitness, health, nutrition, mindset, lifestyle hacks, productivity. Honestly, you name it, I wanna know about it, and I'm bringing you with me. So if you're ready to lean in, I think we should get started. And welcome back to the Lean In Podcast. I am here with Belle Jennings. She is a freedom, mindset, and empowerment coach. And we are on today to talk about resiliency and mindset for resiliency. So I'm really excited to hear what she has to say because I guess I've never really thought about being resilient before. So I'm hoping to learn a lot, but welcome, Belle. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah, welcome. So what is resiliency? What is resiliency when it comes to your mind? So I focus a lot on resilient mindset. Uh, It's very similar to the growth mindset. Um, I just kind of, in this case, am specifically looking at getting up and continuing on especially since I know you work a lot in the fitness industry, work a lot with that sort of um, push. And that's what a lot of people deal with. They have goals that they're trying to achieve, whether that's fitness, health, business, education, anything like that. And we constantly run into situations where we want to quit, where things get hard, where we fall off the wagon, where we miss a day, we miss a step. And a resilient mindset, someone with a resilient mindset is going to be the person who shows up and is like, well, yeah, I screwed up, but I'm going to keep going. Whereas someone without a resilient mindset is going to be like, oh, well, I screwed up. I guess I'm just not meant to do it or it's too hard. So I'm just going to give up. Okay. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I think it's super valuable, especially, I mean, in anything, but I, I like that you brought up the fitness Um, aspect of it because that is a lot of my audience comes from yeah like fitness and nutrition and I think that it's it's such a big part of your life especially food that if you mess up and then you just give in and you're not resilient like you're bound to just continue down a downward spiral definitely yeah and I mean that's where we see it the most people are like I'm gonna be stronger I'm gonna be fitter I'm gonna lose weight I'm gonna eat better And they do it for, you know, two days, three days, maybe they get to a week and then something happens where they miss a day and that one day turns into two days, three days. Next thing you know, you haven't been to the gym in three months. Yeah. You know, so that's where it's like we see a resilient mindset either existing or not existing the most in a fitness setting. So why do you think that people have such a struggle with having a resilient mind when it comes to fitness rather or as opposed to the rest of their lives? Sure. So when it comes to, let's say your work, you have to show up to work. You have an obligation, you have a boss, you have coworkers, you have deadlines, you have all these other outside forces inspiring you to go and to keep trying. Same as like, let's say your education, you have teachers, you're paying thousands of dollars, you have deadlines, projects, there's all these other forces keeping you accountable. But when it comes to fitness, generally what happens is it's you 
and only you and it's only your drive it's only your will it's only your energy there's no outside forces keeping you accountable unless maybe you've hired a trainer but even then it's so much easier to just be like no i'm paying for this service i'd rather sit on the couch you know and let's also acknowledge the fact that fitness when you're not fit when you're just getting into it it's uncomfortable it mm -hmm. is physically uncomfortable so a lot of times that uncomfortableness will override the potential for reward you know so we see just the most pushback and the least support in the fitness area yeah i like how you said that the it's totally uncomfortable i think it's even even if you're in shape if you stop going for a week or two and then you try to go back like it's very uncomfortable to feel out of shape to feel sort of out of your element and you do feel very vulnerable i'd say about mm -hmm. it and it it is a very i think alone feeling even if you have a personal trainer or a community around you yeah i think there's also a higher perceived judgment attached to it mm -hmm. you know when you're at work you can go to your boss and ask for help, hopefully. Like if you yeah. can't ask your boss for help, that's a toxic work environment, <laughs> get out of there. You yeah. know, but you have that support. You can go to people for help. And if you're struggling, there's generally an understanding that you just need assistance. But when it comes to fitness, you know, especially if you're new, if you don't fully know what you're doing and everything, um, you go in and you feel like everyone's watching you. Mm -hmm. And you feel like everyone's judging, oh, she's like, she's too fat, what is she doing here? Well, obviously she's trying to, you know, not be in that position. And yeah. but we attach so much more fear and so much more shame and so much more judgment when it comes to our physical appearance, to our physical abilities, to our wellness, that that creates even more blocks mm -hmm. from continuing with it. Yeah, and it's something that we've sort of developed our whole lives it sounds like it's not like it's something that you just wake up one day and suddenly have a shame for your body or for how you're moving it um right so if if it's something that we've sort of carried with us um how do you how do you overcome that because at some point for anybody when it comes to health and fitness like you're going to have to have a more resilient mind but you can't just wake up with it one day. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I think there are a couple of different ways that you can really nurture a resilient mindset. And unfortunately, it doesn't happen overnight. It is like anything else. It takes practice and it takes consistency. But there are very simple changes that you can make. And if you make a point of doing those on a daily or regular basis, you can start seeing results very quickly. Um, my favorite method, which is just very simple, is changing the way you speak to yourself and about other situations. So for example, a lot of people will say like, oh, I have to go to the gym. I said I had to go to the gym. I have to lose weight. I have to get healthier. And there's already that resistance in that language. Mm -hmm. As soon as you shift it to, I want to go to the gym, or I get to go to the gym, and it becomes a gift, it becomes something to enjoy, immediately the perception shifts, and you're that much more likely to go. 
um, first couple of days, you're like, you might still have that, like, ugh, I'm saying I want, but I know as I have to. But the more you do it, the more you transition your language, the better off you'll be in that long run. And you'll start shifting from a negative perception to a positive perception. And I think that's another part of the resilient mindset is always focusing on the positive more than anything else. Um, a resilient mind is going to be someone who sees everything as working for them rather than against them. Mm. So let's say that you were going to the gym for a week and you were doing really well. You were following your fitness program. And then for one day you didn't go either because you were sore or because you got too busy or because you were tired and you just weren't feeling it. And that laziness came back whatever reason, someone with a resilient mindset is going to look at that and go, okay, I was sore, so I needed to rest. But that doesn't mean I'm quitting. I'm just resting and everything's okay. And that means I'm going to be that much more able to work out tomorrow. For someone who got too busy, they're just like, okay, I got too busy. So now I need to re-examine my schedule so that I can continue to keep on track with my fitness schedule. So it's an opportunity to readjust things and to reevaluate things. Or let's say you were just too tired and you were too lazy. Um, that's an opportunity to kind of have a real talk with yourself and say like, was I truly too tired and I just needed a day off? If so, that's okay. That's me taking care of myself. Um, if it was because you were too lazy, then that's an opportunity to talk to yourself and reconnect with your motivations and get back on track. And that's that resilient mindset of everything is an opportunity. Mm. Which is, it's so, it's fun to sit here and hear you talk about it because it's like, yeah, that makes so much sense. And it seems so logical. Like why in the world would we not want to see everything as an opportunity? Okay. But I feel like, and because you're like a mindset and empowerment coach, you probably run into this. Like, why do people have such a resistance around creating a more resilient mindset? Does that make sense? Like, do you feel like, like yeah. people just innately sort of, it's like when, you know, I've heard people say, oh, you don't have to do that. You get to do it. And then people will like roll their eyes, right? They're like, oh right. yeah, right. Of course. Mm -hmm. They're one of those people. And it's like, no, it, it's actually really valuable. It's a valuable change you can make in your vocabulary, but people just sort of brush it off. Um, why do you mm -hmm. think there's like that resistance towards doing something that is actually beneficial for you? Right. I think there are two main reasons. One is that we have habits, both good and bad, and the way you think and the way you react to things is just as much of a habit as, let's say, making your bed in the morning. We don't always associate our mindset with things that we have control over or things that you know, we can change. We just think, that's just the way I think. That's how I've always been taught. That's how it is. Um, but it's a habit, just like anything else. You can change it, but just like undoing you know negative habits like not going to the gym it's hard it's challenging and it takes practice it takes work it takes awareness so until we willingly decide to change our mindset and to change the way we think we're always going to brush things off mm -hmm. 
And then um, the second reason, I just lost my train of thought. No worries. It's so easy to go down a rabbit hole and then get so far down that you can't see anything else. <laughs> and I'm just like, I had it. And the second one's the most important. Okay. So why we don't have, oh, stories. And then the second reason why we brush things off like that is because we have another story, another definition already written into our lives that we're benefiting from. And it's always really strange to consider this, but you are benefiting in one way, shape, or form, or you perceive yourself to be benefiting from sitting on the couch and being lazy all the time mm. because it's easy, because it's who you are. It's because as long as you sit on the couch, you have a reason for why you don't have the results that you want. And you get to watch TV, which is fun and entertaining, and you get to eat all the bad snacks because it's not going to death like destroy your workout and all these things. So you are benefiting from it, whether you acknowledge it or not, whether you believe it or not, you know, you are benefiting from your current lifestyle. So you have to rewrite that story. You have to actively decide, no, I want to benefit from going to the gym. I want to benefit from eating well. And as a result, I'm going to change the way I think, the way I act, the way I show up. I love, <laughs> I love the point that you brought up about how you're benefiting from sitting on the couch because it gives you an excuse to not be where you want to be. Yeah. Because I feel like it's so true, but you know, you don't see it that way, but it's, it's so cyclical and it really is habitual and that's, mm -hmm. that's so powerful. Um, well, I think we always have to acknowledge that we have these fears, um, fears that even if we show up, even if I go to the gym and run a mile every day and lift and follow the workout routine, even if I fix my diet, what if I don't lose the weight? What if I don't get that bikini body that I want? Like, then that means that on an even truly deeper level, I am a failure because I can't even change it with effort or something. That's mm -hmm. a fear that a lot of people have. And so you avoid putting in the work so that that reality is never a possibility. Mm. Yeah. And I guess when it comes to taking care of your body and fitness and nutrition, it's different than other areas of your life because it, it is something that you can get away with like not facing those fears and giving into those fears, right? Like you can continue to gain weight and still exist in society and have money and take care of your family and all of these things. But the reverse isn't really true. You can't really wake up and be like, I don't really want to take care of my kids. Like you kind of have to do that. Even if you have a fear that right. you might not be the best parent. Um, right. <clears throat> That's incredible. So we've talked a little bit about, or a lot about, like the one side of resiliency and, and sort of how to cultivate it and the importance of it. Is there a reverse side? Like, is it possible to have too resilient of a mind that you actually end up doing harm because you're not 
I don't know, like reading into situations or you're just sort of like continually trucking on without like taking in everything that's happening? I think to every extent there is that too far level for the most part with just a resilient mindset where you perceive everything is working for you. I don't see that as going to a dangerous negative level really, yeah. but it can certainly turn into you know, I'm powering through everything instead of sitting and reflecting and understanding and really acknowledging what's happening, why it's happening and how it's serving you and looking for those opportunities, but instead just, you know, bulldozing through of I am resilient. I'm going to go to the gym every single day, no matter what. Well, what if you get hurt? What if you do need to take a break? Because rest days are just as important as your exercise days. Mm-hmm. because you have to take care of your body. So that's where it can get a little too far and a little too crazy. You do need to have that intu- intuition. You do need to find balance. But overall, I don't see an extreme downside to perceiving everything in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah, I guess when you when you put it that way, it's like how how can it be bad to be so positive? <laughs> yeah. I guess I guess the way that I was thinking of it is um I feel like resiliency and discipline go hand Mm -hmm. in hand a little bit because Mm -hmm. if you're resilient, it it also means that you're probably very disciplined. Um, And I was thinking of it in a, you know, like in the past, I've been very disciplined to your example, actually, to where it's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm going to the gym every day. It doesn't matter how my body feels like, like I have a resilient mind in the sense that I don't, I sort of ignored any sign or anything my body was saying or any mm-hmm. like outsource outside negativity mm-hmm. and had the discipline to continue to go to the gym but I ended up like herniating a disc in my back and feeling terrible and doing these bad things. And so I felt like, like the resiliency and the discipline was actually like too much. Right. So I think resiliency leads to discipline. Okay. Because you can have a resilient mind without having developed that discipline yet, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of the byproduct. And then I think the difference between that is, is really, resilient means constantly coming back from failures and not giving up and not letting a loss keep you down. Um, So in that sense, I don't see that downside because resiliency is just constantly getting back up when you've fallen over. It's that, Mm -hmm. you know, fall seven times, get up eight sort of mentality. Whereas the overly disciplined can be dangerous just as you described and just as you explained. So I think that's just the slight difference that I perceive from it. Yeah, no, I I actually really like that. And I think that it's, I like how you, I'm very visual person. So you saying that like resiliency leads to discipline, it makes sense. And it's, it's also nice to know because I've currently been struggling a little bit because I I was on, I was like very disciplined and then I bounced Mm -hmm. back to the other side where I was like, I need to not be as disciplined. And then I Mm -hmm. sort of just like let everything go out the window. And I was like, I'm going to do whatever I feel. Mm -hmm. And now I'm trying to find my way back to that middle ground. And I think that it's, 
I've just been thinking about it in terms of discipline and not discipline, but now adding in this resilient, this resiliency piece, it sort of changes my mindset around it because it's like, oh, look, like you don't even necessarily have to look at the discipline. You can just try to be resilient. And then that can maybe mm -hmm. lend itself to having some discipline, but you're changing your mindset to be more positive, to still do things that are good for you. Um, because you're looking at them as opportunities and it doesn't seem, I don't know, I guess as, as negative as discipline seems to me right now. Yeah. And I think part of the resilient mindset is looking at your situation and going, okay, I was too disciplined, which means now I've learned a lesson. I've learned not to be that disciplined. And then I went to the complete opposite side and I learned not to do that either. So now I have the opportunity to try and forge that middle ground. And it's again, just constantly looking for lessons, for opportunities, for forward progression and forward growth. And that's what the resilient mindset is. It's just everything is forward. Everything is improvement. Even my losses, even the days where I slipped up or the years where I went like way too far in one direction, that's not a waste. That's not lost. That's not, you know, like, oh crap, let's just sweep that under the rug, pretend it never happened. That is something for you to learn from and for you to use as a stepping stool into a better, healthier direction. I love it. I just, you were talking and I was hoping you would just keep talking because I was really taking it in and everything oh, yeah. that you say is, I'm like, yes, please just keep telling me about this because. I mean, I could, I can talk for hours about this. And I mean, that's why I got into this business of really helping people shift their mindset and shift the way that they think so that every day is this opportunity so that every thing that happens in your day is an opportunity to either test your resiliency or to propel you forward, to teach you something, to reward you with something. Everything is working for you, not against you. Yeah, did you always have such a resilient mind or did you develop it? How, tell me about your story when it comes to this. Yeah, so um, this time last year, I was actually in therapy for really severe depression and anxiety. Um, that was something I kind of struggled with my entire life. I made excuses for it a lot of, you know, I benefit from being depressed because it means that I get to have lazy days and mental health days and I get to have this excuse and all these things. Of course, not trying to say that, you know, that depression and anxiety isn't a true medical condition like it is mine was truly more of a mindset issue and less of a chemical issue. So that's why I'll kind of make that distinction and that language with it. Um, but I was severely depressed and very scared for my health um, with where I was. And so I made the choice of I'm going to attack this with everything that I have because I can't risk not doing that. You know, it, I'm at rock bottom. There's only so much farther down I can go, but unlimited potential for me to go up. So I was working with therapists. I was working with coaches. I started working out, working with a nutritionist. I did yoga, meditation. I read books. I did podcasts. I journaled. I did everything that I could get my hands on. And I made my betterment and my personal development 
my priority. And as I was working on all of that, I discovered it all came down to my thoughts. It all came down to the way I spoke to myself, to the way I responded to things internally, that it was like going to the gym, yes, it's going to make me happier because endorphins and all these wonderful things, but I'm not going to go to the gym until I adjust my mindset. And those endorphins in the long run are not going to do anything for me until I change my mindset. So that became my priority. And that became the thing that just unlocked everything for me. Mm -hmm. So how is that? Obviously, I mean, okay, so for those of you that for everyone that's listening, you didn't hear, she's in Bali right now (laughs) because she travels every couple months. She's there um, working in a co-working space. So your life has obviously turned around a lot. You seem very happy. Yeah. Yeah. And so all of that is at least sparked by this change that you made in your mindset. Yeah. No, my life has completely changed. Um, I work 100% for myself now. There is no one above me. Um, I am my own boss. I run my own business, which means I get to set my own hours. I get to do everything that I love. And part of that is traveling. I have always been a huge travel addict. And once I got my business settled enough, um, I won't say super successful, but settled enough, um, I bought a plane ticket and sold all of my possessions. I have nothing in storage back home. I literally have a suitcase and a backpack and that's it. And I started traveling. I started in Australia, then in New Zealand, and now I'm in Bali. And just seeing the world, getting to know myself more, working on my mindset even more, and working in my business all at the same time. That's so incredible. You're you're like living a dream. I feel yeah. like, which which what's really funny to me is because I sit here and I'm like, wow, she's living a dream. And but why it doesn't necessarily have to be a dream, which I think is what's so no it's so cool about what you're doing is it's like no like if you wanted to make it happen you really could exactly and again part of it is a mindset Uh, you know it all comes back to the way but if you sit there and you think oh well I can't start my own business I can't go and travel full-time because I'm not smart enough I'm not rich enough I'm not pretty enough I don't specialize in anything or you make all these excuses well then your reality is that you can't start a business and that you can't go travel whatever you think is your reality and I got to the point where I was like you know what I want to travel so I am going to figure out how I'm going to do that because that's what I want and that's what I'm going to do so let's figure out what lets me do that and I kind of worked backwards and I figured out like okay if I work online I can do it. Um, I can work online in this way, that way, this way, that way. And when I heard about coaching, just everything lit up for me. And I was like, that's it. That's my calling. That's what sparks my joy. That's what aligns with all of my values. Let's go for it. And we're going to, we're going to make it happen. There is no plan B. This is happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that you, you said there's no plan B because I, I've been, it, removes all of the distractions because if you have like a 
well, I'm doing this, but, and you have those doubts in your mind, like mm-hmm. you have a distraction from what you want and what you're going after because you're always thinking, well, if this doesn't work, like I can always yeah. this. That's like me mm-hmm. right now. If this doesn't work, I can always go get a regular job. No, like screw that. Remove that distraction mm-hmm. and, and go after what you want. I love, oh, this is incredible. I love that you're on. I love that you're <laughs> telling me all these things. I feel like I'm so motivated. <laughs> good. Yes. Yeah. This is so good. So is there like anything else that we didn't talk about when it comes to a resilient mind that you think that people should know? or just anything? I think my biggest thing is, I've mentioned it a couple of times, that it does take consistent work. Mm-hmm. It does take you know, daily practices, just like going to the gym every day, or you know, as many days as your body can handle. Um, it means you know, really putting in a conscious effort for it, because you are trying to affect your conscious and your subconscious mind. So you can't just wave a magic wand and it all changes. You do have to put work into it. So really looking into how can I develop this every single day? And it's actually, I find really simple as soon as you make that decision to do it. And as soon as you're aware of the decisions, Um, my favorite simplest ways start practicing gratitude because that immediately shifts you into that positive mindset. So I am thankful that I'm capable of walking. I am thankful for air conditioning. I am thankful for my dog. You know, all these little things immediately shifts you into a positive mindset. If you can do that at least once a day, just list three things. Something so small, you can do it while you're brushing your teeth, can have a tremendous effect for you. And then another big one that I really like is, like I said, correcting your language to be positive and in the beginning you'll slip in the beginning you will say like oh I have to go to the gym today if you stop there then you're still in that negative zone but if you say oh I have to go to the gym today no I'm being positive and I'm excited to go to the gym because I want to go to the gym and I get to go to the gym if you just immediately follow your negative thoughts with positive Before you know it, those negative thoughts won't even happen and you jump straight to positive. And it's just those little things like that. Um, And then I think my, the third one that I kind of mentioned, but try and make it a daily practice is reflecting and looking for your opportunities and looking for your growth. I like to do that every night. I have a journal where I write down like, how did today go? What went right? Where did I, encounter an opportunity for growth. You know, I never say what went wrong because that's again, your language shift. You never say what went wrong or where did I fail? You say, where was I presented an opportunity to grow? And then that's when you can say, it's like, well, I did have negative thoughts. So that's something that I need to continue working on. Or I didn't go to the gym today and here's my reason. And here's how I'm going to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Those are three ways to really build a positive, resilient mindset without taking more than 10 minutes out of your day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you can't dedicate 10 minutes to literally changing your entire life through your mindset, (laughs) then what are you doing? You could be living in Bali a year from now if you just take 10 minutes a day. (laughs) Exactly. Well, thank you so much for coming on here. Um, I wish that we could talk for like 
hours and hours and hours. So you're definitely, you definitely need to come back on. We will have many more of these podcasts, but in between now and then, if people want to hear more from you or reach out to you, where can they find you? So I'm mostly on Facebook and Instagram. Um, Instagram is going to be at bell.jennings. Um, I do have some funky spelling, so <laughs> just kind of look into that. It's at B-E-L-L-E dot J-E-N-I-N-G-S. I've been cursed with names that are hard to spell, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, it makes it really easy to buy domain names. because Very never true. <laughs> um, and so on Facebook, Bell Jennings, and I also have a website, belljennings.com. Feel free to reach out at any point for anything. Say hi. Ask me about Bali. Talk to me about mindset. Like, literally, I can talk about this forever. So more than happy to talk. Yes, that's so exciting. So you heard her. If you want to see more from her, find her on those places. If you want to hear more from her, let me know and we will set up more calls. I think that there's so much valuable information. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to click like, click subscribe, and I will see you next time.